We're back. My name is Tom Tubergen, host of Your Competitive Advantage. The name of our show is no accident. Every aspect of what we do at Mentoring Success Group is to identify new ways for you as a small and medium-sized business owner to become even more competitive than you are now. Perhaps the single most important and even the easiest way of achieving a competitive advantage is from a single-minded focus on your part on superior customer service. Several weeks ago, I interviewed Robert Moment from the Moment Group about how to achieve a competitive advantage by offering exceptional customer service. Customer service is something that I'm really focused on at my business, so I'm going to take this opportunity to broadcast some additional material from my interview with Robert. Take a listen. All right, so Robert, a warm welcome. Let me start by asking, what's the state of customer service in our business world today? Well, Tom, thanks for having me on your show. The state of customer service in the business world is rapidly declining. And the reason why it's rapidly declining, there's less there's more focus on the actual business transaction as opposed to the human transaction, and customers need to make every customer interaction count. What's the link between the economy right now and all the pressures that entrepreneurs and small businesses are in, and how does that relate to the kind of customer service uh, initiatives that we see when we walk into a local store? What happens when the economy, um, the economy starts to take a downturn Immediately what companies do is to look to cut costs. And when they start cutting costs, one of the things they look at, it could be headcount in terms of uh, manpower, customer service reps. But then also, too, customers, companies are also looking to outsource. And outsourcing, it has its pluses, but also it has its negatives. And one thing customers, uh, companies have to realize, when you outsource, you know, what is that actually costing you? Yes, you might be saving money in the front, but then you also might be losing money on the back end. And the second thing is leveraging technology. A lot of times just leveraging technology for the sake of technology, meaning let's automate to save money. But once again, that's how customer service is rapidly declining because businesses aren't really focusing actually on the customer. They are just more focusing on that bottom line. There seems to be almost a vicious circle that when a business starts going into some sort of a downward spin or a decline, that the first casualty always seems to be customer service. is always the first thing that seems to get trimmed out of the budget. Uh, why? I mean, what can what can an entrepreneur, a uh, small business person do to sort of break out of that vicious circle? I think I would say the, the first thing is, you know, to have a system in place. And I say a system in place, you need to have a develop a customer service culture and mindset. And I think a lot of times, you know, as a small business owner, we, we spend, a, you spend a lot of time working on your business as opposed to working in your business. And, you know, Michael Gerber, who wrote the E-Myth, he said it best. You have to also focus on working on your business. And working on your business is looking at customer service. And when I say put systems in place, you can leverage technology, but also you can put people in tr- that are trained and you can coach them on how to effectively um, utilize customer service. But you have to have a system in place. But customer service, most small businesses focusing on how can we get more customers, how can we get more customers, how can we get more clients. But it, it costs a small business owner or even mid-sized or big business, Tom, six to seven times to acquire a new customer. 
Very true. And, you know, and, and that kind of leads me right into one of my next questions of things, something that was going through my mind is that when companies get into trouble, one of the first things they'll do is they'll, you know, like I've said, they cut back in customer service, but they also cut back on sales. It's all those things that they do to be proactive about, you know, making business better for the next three or six months uh, that they seem to trim back on. And all it does is just kind of increase that downward spin. Why customer service matters, one, this is a very competitive marketplace, and customer service is your number one differentiator in a, in a very competitive marketplace. And if you have a really good customer service system in place, actually it can add to your profit margin. You know, to further expand on that, uh, it gives you a competitive advantage. Absolutely. It gives you a competitive advantage. And, you know, what I tell anyone when it comes to customer service, the consumer expects bad customer service. So when someone actually gives them exceptional customer service, how many people do they tell by word of mouth? Well, and you instantly exceed expectations, don't you? You do. Because when someone calls, you know, if they have a complaint, they have a problem, you know, that mindset is they're not going to really help me resolve it. They're going to take my name. They're going to take my account number. No one is going to call me back. But when someone actually, Tom, calls them back and says, you know, hopefully this can help this, you resolve this problem, they're just in amazement. <laughs> so what are some of the symptoms, uh, Robert, of poor customer service? I would say, first of all, companies do not really invest in their employees. And I've always said this, in order to have customer satisfaction, Tom, you have to have employee satisfaction. Interesting. So, in what ways would we, what ways would you expect a company to make their employees satisfied so that they turn around and make your customers happy? First thing I would say, when I say invest in terms of your employees, provide them with adequate training and coaching, because when people have the necessary tools to do that job, they do that job very well. But I think a lot of times. Once again, when we was talking about cutting costs, you know, training is something, that's one of the first things also to go when you're talking about a downturn in the economy. But when you invest in your employees, but also they will take more pride in that job. And when also when you hire employees, I always like to tell um, clients, when you hire employees, hire for talent, for attitude first and, a, and talent second. It's kind of interesting because what I'm sensing here is we're almost dealing with a human resources problem in that you define a customer service uh, rep's job and then you give him the skills and the tools to hold him accountable and you set the expectations that he's going to get it done. That's correct because one thing about attitude, they always say attitude determines altitude, and that is so true. You can always train a person if they have the right attitude, but if they have the wrong attitude, that individual is hard to train. And that's why I always said hire first for attitude, because when you have for attitude, also you can look for people who have what I call people-pleasing in that DNA. What would you look for in a prospective in, uh, customer service representative uh, in terms of skills or in terms of you know characteristics if you were going to hire someone? If I was going to hire someone... And believe it or not, the person does not have to be an extrovert. They could be an introvert. But I look for someone who's very detailed, very focused, and also have a great personality in terms of attitude. Well, 
what are some of the differences? Are there, let me back up. What are, are there any differences between customer service uh, functionality in a B2B model versus B2C? I would say no, because it still comes down to that human interaction, and it comes down to really do you love what you do? Um, do you follow up? Are you very detail-oriented? And do you really have, like I said, people pleasing in your DNA? That's very, very important because you're going to get calls, you know, some happy customers, some not-so-happy customers. But the bottom line is, you know, are you one to take ownership of that problem and to follow it through? And those are things, you know, people have to bring something to, when I said to the table in terms of they have to have that within themselves. And, yes, you can train them in other areas, but they have to want to be able to help people. So if, I may, if I'm a small business owner or a medium-sized business owner and I, I am going to make a commitment today to improve my customer service over the next three months, what are some of the specific measurable results or metrics that we should expect to see to measure success? You know, one of the best ways to measure is first to have goals. And then your goals should be – you can measure those goals based on um, surveys. You can do the surveys one um, online or even offline in terms of a mailing to your existing um, customer and client base. But surveys is one of the best ways to measure um, your success because you don't know whether where you're falling short, and also you don't know the areas that you're successful in in terms of your customer service. But I would say number one is to have a survey. And that survey also can be informal. If you have a retail shop, when customers actually come in, you can just ask them, you know, how um, – have our service been over the last six months or a year? So what are some of you mentioned goals that you should set? What are some of the goals that you should set? What are some of the questions that you might ask on a survey form? One of the questions is, and I, and I love this question, uh, Tom, because at the end of the day, you want to know one thing, whether you B2B, whether you um, retail, will you refer my product or service to someone else? Exactly. That's the number one question. Because I always said, you know, that's the golden question. Because they tell you, you know, where you're at in your customer service. And, and also some of the questions that you want to be asking, too, um, what other products or services that I can offer you? Because a customer, you know, a lot of times they said, okay, this is great. But you know what? I have also a need for A, B, and C. And what I found out, your customers, a lot of times, they are your best also test market. And they can help you create ideas for products and additional services. It almost gets into a marketing situation of what is my value proposition and what can I do to increase that value proposition to my to you as my client. Um, and one of the things that uh, we found with people who are currently visiting our website right now is that one of the things they're not doing real well is listening to their customers plays right into this whole thing. So when when we're out looking for a specific um, person, how would we describe the requirements for a customer service professional? What sort of uh, characteristics would they have? You know, the characteristics, you know, it goes back to personality. Uh, personality, to me, and attitude is everything. Um, and like I said, that person could be uh, introvert or extrovert, but how do they follow up? Are they very detailed? And w one of the when people are interviewing um, candidates for customer service, one of the things that I will look for, let's say that person, you know, they had that, had that initial interview, Tom, 
I will look for things like, did that person send me, um, whether it's typed or handwritten, did they send me a thank you? Because that starts to weed out the candidates. You know, because that's one thing. That's about follow-up and follow-through. You know, they had the interview. They, they said, you know, Mr. Moment, um, I really appreciate the time you took to interview me. I'm very excited about this job. And also enthusiasm is very important. You know, they have to want that job because if they want that job, then, one, that's going to be a reflection on how they interact with people, the public. Right. Well, this goes back to what you were saying earlier, that if they're a happy employee, they're going to make your customers happy. They will. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about customer complaints. You get a customer that just can't seem to you just can't seem to do anything to make them happy. How do you, how do you work with somebody that's a complainer? You know, I always tell um, businesses they should welcome complaints because complaints give you an opportunity opportunity one to display exceptional customer service and two it gives you opportunity to improve um, areas that you're weak in. And when you have people who complain, the first thing which you just alluded to is to listen. You know, listen and hear the client out. And here's where I say I make the distinction, Tom, in terms of hearing. When you have a complaint, there's two things, there are a lot of things going on, but there are two things that you really need to address. First, you have to address that person on the human level first. But what I see a lot of times in terms of complaints, people go directly to addressing the the business level of the complaint, meaning let's try to resolve this problem and move on to the next person. But first, let's talk about addressing that person on a human level, meaning this person is more than just a number. They have a name. And if you address them on the human level, it's easier to address the business level, meaning, for example, Tom, I understand how you feel. You've had this problem over the last two weeks. Here's how I can help you. Uh, resolve that problem as opposed to Tom you've had this problem let's see what we can do but the key word I understand how you feel you're listening to an interview with Robert Moment of the Moment Group regarding the competitive advantage that you can achieve through superior customer service we'll be right back after these messages Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www.topsportsupplies.com. Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sports Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportsSupplies.com offers free shipping within the U.S. for every order over $50. TopSportsSupplies.com, it's your adventure. Are you continually looking for ways to achieve a competitive advantage for your business? If you aren't, you certainly should be. Take a moment right now to go to the mentoringsuccessgroup.com webpage and sign up right on our homepage for my hard-hitting newsletter named Your Competitive Advantage. Every other Monday, I email you a newsletter that's packed with information that you need to know about and a discussion on why this is important to you and to your business. 
go to www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com and simply enter your name and your email address. It's that simple. Can you afford to be left behind the competition? Do it now. www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com. It's your competitive advantage. You are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. If you are a small business and you don't have a dedicated IT staff, it's very difficult to achieve any sort of an ROI from an investment in computers, software, and technology. So I need to take a moment to introduce my friend, Chris Mensch. Chris is an expert at identifying and implementing technology solutions in your business that maximize a return on your investment. He knows how to integrate e-commerce as a profit center for your business. If you're looking for ways to become even more efficient in your business, take a moment right now to call Chris Minch at 814-746-4406 to ask him about the competitive advantage that he's helped his clients achieve. That's 814-746-4406, or you can visit his website at www.mentchconsulting.com. MenchConsulting.com